0: Hello, my buds, my pals, my friends, new friends, old friends, the lady who uh, drove past me as I was walking my dog today and then backed up and scared me because I thought I was doing something wrong and she was going to yell at me. Uh, and she just said, I really love your work. So I thought it was very kind and very nice of her. Uh- <laughs> How's everyone doing it's another week another Wednesday oh my goodness time truly flies I know I say it every week it really does and I I don't want to be uh, I don't want to be a complainer about work because I'm very happy to have work uh, but I've been so busy that I feel like my brain isn't used to it it was like six months of not having anything to do and now all of a sudden everything at once which again I'm very lucky to have and it's not a complaint it's just more like my tiny brain well my brain's pretty big I don't have that tiny of a brain it's um I think it's average I think I have an average I have a large head so I don't know if that means I have a large brain um if that means that I'm smart but I think I'm I'm okay (laughs) okay This week on the podcast, we have the wonderful, the incredible uh, host of the Bedpost Podcast, a sex positive podcast, Erin Pym. Uh, we talk uh, about sex work, we talk about phone sex we talk about porn yes we delve into the world of porn and how we would write a hallmark version of a porn movie (laughs) so it's a very fun episode i learned a lot i got awkward because that's what i do when we talk about sex i don't know why i think it's just ingrained in us uh to feel like it's naughty talking about sex but it is not and it is okay and that is aaron's entire um thing is just warm, welcoming, positive. And it was such a wonderful conversation. We'll get to that in just a moment. Oh my gosh, another week. How is everyone doing? How's everyone feeling? Um, I want everyone just right now with me to take a deep breath. And then let out everything that's been bothering you this week. If you're listening to this podcast, you can shout, you can scream, you can sing, do whatever you need to do, because sometimes we need to take a moment for ourselves. And I did that this week because uh, I got one of those alerts on my app that said that I might have come in contact with somebody who had COVID. Uh, so I had to pull out of work until I got a, a COVID test, which is amazing. And that's why Second City has been doing such an incredible job Um making sure that we are all safe and we are all all, all good. Safety comes first. Uh, so I spent a few days um, sitting at home, watching Love Island. Oh my gosh, this show is maybe the best thing. I watched the first season, but the second season is incredible and I won't give any spoilers in case people haven't watched it yet. But let me just tell you, if you are looking for mind numbing, just painless to watch TV, this is it. If you don't know what Love Island is, basically it's, I guess, five women, six men come on the island and everybody needs to find somebody to love uh, and you need to last until the end of the show so that there's potential that you could win together as a couple $100,000. So it's basically dating on TV on an island for a few months. And they talk about obviously it's during COVID, so everybody had to quarantine, and now they're quarantined together. So it's honestly the perfect reality TV show uh, to be doing right now, and it is so fun. And I am invested, and I I need to know. I'm all caught up, and I need to know who is who is going to. I already have. I already know. In my opinion, who I think is the best couple, and that for me is spoiler alert. Plug your ears in case you're not caught up. Uh, but Justine and Caleb. Oh my gosh, J- Caleb is just. Mwah, Perfect, perfect, gentle, emotionally adult man who is so kind and seems so loving. And I just want the best for him and I want the best for Justine. And I love them so much. And I am invested in their relationship and I will follow it forever now. I need to know that they will get married and they will have a happy, loving life together because they deserve it. Everyone deserves love. You deserve love if you're listening. You deserve love. And if you have to go to an island to find it, and then by an island, I mean they're in Las Vegas on top of a hotel this year, then that's what you must do. Ugh, oh, it is a truly, I am like so into it. <laughs> I mean, I love reality TV. I've recently gotten really into it. We all know my Below Deck obsession. I love Below Deck, but Captain Sandy got in trouble recently, and that upset me in uh, somebody leaked a cameo of captain sandy saying that she thinks malia is gay which everyone was like that's not right of you to just like maybe out somebody like that which is true it's not right um and it kind of sucks i was like no sandy you're you're like you're the best captain i mean also captain lee's great and glenn they're all great But it was really upsetting to watch and I love Below Deck so much and I hope they can work it out and I hope it was just a mistake or somebody pieced it all together and it actually wasn't her saying that because I will be devastated if uh, Sandy did something not nice. But I guess we're all human and we're all faulty and things happen and she did apologize so hopefully it's worked itself out and we can forgive Captain Sandy because she is amazing. Minus this one thing that she did so maybe she's not amazing maybe she's like pretty good i guess is where i'm at (laughs) (laughs) but i love reality tv i also love the show are you the one on mtv where you put 20 singles in a house and they all have their perfect match in there and you have to figure it out so you can once again win as a couple, $100,000. So 50 grand to do this show, and it's full of sex. And the last season I watched, everyone was basically, uh, uh, everyone was pansexual, so everybody wanted to sleep with each other, and it was awesome, and it was very fun, and it just upped the stakes so much because anybody at any time could be anyone's match. Oh my goodness, watch it. It's on MTV. It's incredible. Like a huge queer uh, love fest, and it was the drama was worth every hour of my eyeballs watching that trash tv <laughs> oh my goodness it was so fun it's a end of an era here at my house um my good friend uh, who's the artistic director of the theater company that i am the creative director of tim porter is moving out of our apartment which uh, he's been here for many years and it feels very strange and it's because of COVID so thanks COVID for making this happen. So we're in the middle of moving um, him out and other people are coming in. We have a subletter who's a a friend of my other roommate Emily's and then our very dear friend Kevin is going to come in forever Um, but it's sad. I'm a little sad so we're having beer and pizza tonight Um, so if my intro is cut short you'll know why because we're having a roommate night and I'm been working and i had to i rushed home and i'm i was like i was like all i want to talk about is love island and watch trashy tv and drink beer and eat pizza uh so that's what i'm gonna do and i appreciate you listening and i've got a wonderful wonderful conversation coming up next with aaron Pym. it is delightful so let's go to that now She is a professional dominatrix, sex podcaster, kink educator, and polyamorous gal. Known for her award winning bedpost podcast, she is warm, she's welcoming, she's funny, she's incredible. Please welcome Erin Pim. Erin Pim, everyone. What's up? How are you? Hi.
1: So fantastic. Thanks for having me, Tricia.
0: Thank you for being here. It's nice to see you. I feel like I haven't seen you, obviously, in a very long time because of everything that's going on, but...
1: <laughs> I see you on Instagram. You have a really cute uh, Instagram feed that I enjoy, so I see oh, you on there a nice. little bit. Yeah.
0: Thank you. I see you, too. I think that's the only way to really see people is social media. Right? I Yeah, I miss just, I was saying this the other day that I miss, what I miss the most is is just showing up somewhere and, like, running into people and having a conversation with somebody you didn't expect to have a conversation with.
1: Yeah. My um, my yeah. husband, Matt, who you're mm-hmm. <laughs> acquainted with. Yes. they <laughs> do know, Matt. <laughs> uh, he was just saying the other day that, like, he misses, like acquaintances like because you Mm -hmm. you found a way to kind of connect and see your like smaller friend groups but he's like I miss the like outer kind of friend groups you know like like people in comedy for instance that you would just run into he's like that never happens anymore so yeah we were actually just saying that like the other day
0: I know it's crazy that is like that is probably the thing that I miss the most is just like yeah just like running into somebody and being like oh hey what's up Oh, let's have a drink. Let's have another one. Let's just like keep chatting and having a nice time. Totally. Cuz it's always the best nights. But how's your how is, how's your quarantine been?
1: <laughs> oh lord. Um, good. Pretty good. I've yeah. been able to kind of pivot my sex work stuff to online. So actually mm-hmm. that cool. worked out pretty well. So I feel pretty lucky to like have work this whole time and
0: just yeah. even have
1: a thing to like keep me busy. So that's how does that work?
0: Is that is that like all like is it like through Zoom or do you have like a specific I do like
1: um, custom content for people. So I would just like shoot Mm -hmm. it and then send it to them via, you know, we transfer (laughs) or um, yeah, if people want to like talk with me real time or do anything real time. I usually Mm -hmm. do like Skype for video chats. I've done Zoom like for multi-person things. I've done Zoom as well. Um, or I'm on like a couple different platforms. Like night flirt is one that facilitates like, uh, just calling like audio calls. And then they also have a okay texting platform too. So it's just a way Mm -hmm. to like, um, you know, they, they, I have a couple ways I I offer it. So like, if you're on a platform like that, somebody can just like put their credit card and just, um, you kind of pay as you go. Mm-hmm. Or I can be like this amount for an hour, and then here's my kick. You know the the right the K I K thing. It's called kick, right? Keek,
0: keek, keeky. Keek. <laughs> We're just Keekie. trying to keeky over here. <laughs> I mean, I'm like I don't know. I I don't know any of this world. This world is like new for me, and I find it so. I think it's so interesting, especially like trying to turn. Something online in any aspect is very strange these days, like trying to figure out and maneuver, how do I do this through an online medium? And I think that's so interesting. Also, like you said, one, what was it, Night Flirt is like a mm-hmm. phone call one? Yeah. So is it kind of like the old, like, like old school, like. Phone sex. Calls? It's Phone sex, yeah. Yeah. I Yeah. It's still crazy. around. <laughs> People still love it. People still, People still do it. <laughs> People still have phones. People need to have sex, so <laughs>
1: it works. We figure it, it out. It works.
0: To, to to them, it's perfect. I love that. That's amazing. It's yeah. awesome that you you can you could figure out a way to do that online. And what I guess, like I don't know, like I said, this whole this world is like new for me, so I don't know anything about it. And it's so funny because Michael was like, "Would you ever do the bed?" the bedpost podcast and I was like I would but know that I will be the most awkward person in the entire world because I find it so interesting but I'm like I get so awkward when I talk about certain like sex things like I I don't know why I think it's it's probably because I was closeted for 26 years and then was like there's still a bit of shame in the back of my brain for sure but yeah
1: yeah 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 i mean same for me like i have shame shit that i'm still to this day working on so i totally understand when like Mm -hmm. i ask people to do the pod and i get a very like lukewarm response Like, I've experienced that so many, so many times where they're just like, I do, uh, me, what would I, uh and I'm just like, no pressure, honestly, no pressure, but just be aware that like, you being, you know, not the sluttiest, most sex positive, most open um person mm-hmm. in the world, like with no sexual hangups, like that's not like my ideal guest. That's not what you need to be to be on my right. podcast. So I like to kind of talk with people who are still kind of struggling with stuff or working through their six positive yeah. journey. Like I'm totally cool of with course. that. Of course. And then if people still want to say no, even with that, I'm like, no mm-hmm. worries, no worries, man, because it's not for everybody. <laughs> and I've for sure learned right. that over the years <laughs> I've been running the podcast. But Why do you
0: why do you think that is like I always I always try to think I'm like, why are we so as a like a society so ashamed of like talking about sex i'm like everybody or most people like the average person is having sex quite a lot probably i would yeah, assume Yeah, people have sex and everyone people have <laughs> we it. I, 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 it we just don't talk about it we just don't talk about i'm like we would i wouldn't be here i guess which is something i don't really want to think about but, <laughs> but no thank you but uh but it is interesting that i'm like why why are we so ashamed? And I don't know. Sometimes my brain is like, is it because of a re- like a religion? Did religion teach us this? Because I I think back in the day too, like the Romans had sex all the time. They, yeah, they, they were had having sex a ball constantly. Yeah, with each other, with everyone. Never. I was like, that sounds. Who cares? Groups. Go for it. Yeah. You know, like yeah, and then I guess maybe Catholicism, <laughs> yeah. religion brought it in.
1: Unfortunately, with like, yeah, I think a lot yeah. of like our. Um, systematic kind of way of thinking surrounding sex is is strongly linked to religion mm-hmm. um and it's also strongly linked to uh hating women um mm-hmm. you know mis- the old mm-hmm. misogyny train <laughs> uh, <laughs> and it's a the way- old
0: misogyny train oh yeah Woo-hoo.
1: i would never get on that <laughs> it could go never, right back by it'll be fine mm-hmm. if i miss it Um, But, yeah, I think it's very much tied in with, like, a patriarchal kind of Mm -hmm. uh, way of, um, like, you know, way of of life, essentially. Like a male-centric, white, cis, uh, Mm male-centric way of life that we're all just, like, living it. So, yep. you know, those shitbags are making all the rules. <laughs> so <laughs> Well,
0: hopefully I think they're on their way to not making all those rules. And I think uh, we're I'd on our to way to a, a much, it feels like we're uh, like, when you think about sex positivity, it feels like we are on that trajectory of being more confident and more comfortable talking about things and having like having that, what, what, what like got you in, like not got you into this? That's not the
1: right term, what but like got you into sex. What got you in, into
0: sex? I mean, I think we all know what got us into sex, but like into my like, genitals guess, got me into your it. Genital- <laughs> my genitals just said, "This is for us." They got,
1: they got it. <laughs> they convinced me. What can I say?
0: you were like okay. I don't. Makes me always think. I, I will have oblige. You- <laughs> have you watched Big Mouth? Yes, love Big Mouth. Yes. Oh, my God, it's so good. And, like, Uh, I always think of that scene where she's, like, talking to her vagina. Yes, (laughs) yes, love it. Kristen Wiig, it's so funny.
1: Uh, Yeah, that show does so much right. Like, they have a a couple missteps, which I think is bound to happen whenever you're kind of dealing with that type of subject matter. But they do so much right. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was so impressed by that show.
0: I know same and like even the stuff that they do wrong they're very much like and it's not even doing wrong it's just not knowing the proper like and then them becoming educated on something as well being like oh we didn't know this um, we uh, like and they apologize immediately because that show is full of sex positivity that's the point of it they and want to like do all it. all right. different types they want to do it right and I think that's Which important and they do it, it in such a, a fun way. It does say a lot, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, I think
1: if we had more shows like that, honestly, like, this conversation around sex and sexuality, like, the the general miasma amongst, you know, Mm -hmm. public opinion on, like, talking about sex, they would transform that conversation if we had more media, more people creating media like that, and specifically, Mm -hmm. like... Um, you know, media that includes like sex workers for sex workers to be having a hand in creating that media, like films yes. and TV representation of sex workers. Like if you've got at the very Parable. least a sex worker consultant working on it, mm-hmm. like at the very least do that, if not have sex workers portray themselves, um, mm-hmm. you know, or be on the writing teams or producing teams. It's like,
0: yeah, of course. Yeah, it's important because also like for so long sex work was like portrayed through media as like a, such a negative like bad it's bad to be that and it's like no like they're, and it's d- also they're just providing, providing a a, you're providing a service it is it's a stereotype and like of how they like i don't know you think What did I watch the other day? Like Pretty Woman. Right. It's like these women on the corners with like fishnet stockings and like trying to get, you know, their, their Johns to like give the money. But I'm like, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. That's not it. Meanwhile,
1: I'm just at home on my Twitter all day.
0: Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. On Twitter. Having phone sex. And it is, it sounds like a good life, honestly. It's not too bad, honestly. (laughs) Like. I'm like, that's awesome! Like, what a career you've made for yourself. That's great. Yeah, I mean, enjoy- it's worked it, like- working
1: out so far. Um, work, it got my own schedule going. I'm the boss. You know, I make the mm-hmm. rules. I set everything where yeah. I'm comfortable. I kind of just offer the stuff that I really
0: want to offer, and mm-hmm. you know, that's it. I how l- How long have you been? How long have you been doing it? I don't Like what's the proper term? Like, I, is love it, it that. I like, wanted to see stuff. I'm how like, long have what's you going to say? Doing. <laughs> how long have it. you been doing the sex, the sex work? The sex work.
1: I've been doing sex how work. How long have you been
0: a sex work? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've been a sex worker for, um, I think in-person sex work has probably been like two and a half years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, did kind of some other types of sex work before then that I necessarily didn't, Consider sex work, like, at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Things like teaching classes at Oasis, like lap dance classes and striptease classes at Oasis. Arguably, mm-hmm. I've been doing, you know, burlesque. That's not the arguable part. Uh, I've been doing <laughs> burlesque for, like, you know, the past eight years. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's very similar to stripping, which a lot of people yeah, consider sex work. Um, you're showing off your nude, your nude bits. So... Um, Or 90% of them, anyways, (laughs) in burlesque. Yes.
0: Um, I mean... And I wrote erotica
1: for a long time, too, so erotica questions. So that's... I was writing porn, essentially, so... Right. I really don't know how long I've been doing sex work. Just your whole life. uh,
0: A a really long time. Long time, (laughs) yeah. And that's amazing. That's amazing. It's so... um, as coming from someone who said that I am very like still, uh, you can see the my, the awkwardness of myself, I can and this is just body me, right, right? My body language is like I am trying. I'm here. I am.
1: <laughs> you don't know what to do with your hands right now. That's don't know clear. what to do with my
0: hands. Uh, it, I'm I'm so like impressed by people who can just take away that that it like it's not like not shame, but that fear, I guess, of being judged for your sexuality and being sexual where and it's like no this like especially burlesque or or and stripping to be that uh to include in that as well i always find is such an art because Mm. like i've gone to i've gone to strip clubs before with friends and every time i watch those girls strip i'm like this is impressive this This is is athlete this is athlete you're athletic and you're you're not only athletic but you're also like doing like a show you're putting on a show and it's amazing yeah the
1: like charisma the like Mm -hmm. ability to command attention and yes um, yes just the body awareness of it all and
0: yeah and it's like using using something that you've got to so like I I met a stripper once who was like putting herself through medical school she was like yeah I'm just doing this and I was like awesome like good for you like it's finding ways and like, there's nothing like, I don't know. A lot of people think that there's something wrong with it, but there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, you know? And it's, I mean, and I, I hope that maybe someday they will, um, consider it like an act like, cause right now, is it considered like under the guise of like employment? Is it considered an actual job now? Or is it, or are we still fighting to have that, be uh decriminalized acknowledged decriminalized yeah
1: um it's a complicated thing because types of certain types of sex work are legal and certain types are not and it depends like right. like there's a lot of kind of gray language surrounding the legality of certain types of sex work like for me mm-hmm. i'm a dominatrix so okay. um you know there are sexual parts of my job and there are not sexual parts of my job. And even the word sexual is like super vague. Like Mm -hmm. our feet is a feet fetish, you know, sexual, because it doesn't, um, you know, specifically, uh, there's no touching of genitals technically, like what Mm -hmm. specifically divine sex, um, there are terms, like legal terms, like a body house. It's like, oh, but a body house is somewhere, legally, somewhere where you conduct sex work. So a body house could be your own condo. Uh, a body okay. house could be your own car. could be a hotel room. could be an Airbnb. It could be right. anywhere. You know what I mean? So it's like all the language mm-hmm. that's kind of surrounding sex work is purposefully... Uh, misleading, so that you know, if somebody wanted to prosecute a sex worker, right. as they are wont to do, they could just kind of Lord. twist the language um, to their advantage to be mm-hmm. able to prosecute a sex worker. So it, though parts of it are legal, um, even people who are conducting legal sex work in Canada are probably not going to be open about it um, right. for fear of uh, prosecution,
0: which is such a I I guess for me, and maybe it's because my mind is like very open to everything. I go if people want a to do that that work, and somebody wants to take wants to have that. um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? uh, Not product, but uh, they want to. Yeah, they want to purchase the product. They want to purchase the product. Yeah, someone's offering
1: a service. They want to service. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yes. And if it's all so consensual. I, then what's
0: wrong with it? That's what I mean. I'm like, if it's consensual on both ends, and p- you have like a contractual uh, a service with each other, and you're like, here's what I here's what I'm willing to do, here's what I'm not willing to do, and you sign that contract, and here's the amount that it see, costs,
1: and they're like, cool, here's what costs, I will pay that, and you're like, Great. I'm down with it.
0: I don't understand why. I I, I I guess I don't understand why people can't see that as valid work. Val, yeah, like what well, I, I I truly don't I don't because I I'm like if you have two consensual con, like consenting adults who have who have built a contract with each other for money
1: business agreements financial yeah, business. transaction
0: yeah and, and it's to fuck? each their it's to each their own like I don't like like I'm like I don't know if I would want to do that but that's that's me in my body right so yeah I'm like, and it, you
1: don't have to it, no one's asking you and to. I don't
0: have to exactly right so I'm like yeah it's it's so i don't know the things that we consider in this society as like wrong or as not the right thing to be doing is so just weird to me it's (laughs) very it's very
1: conflicting too like for instance with the legal part of it it's like okay two consenting adults uh agree are agreeing to have sex for this amount of money Mm -hmm. in this room that's illegal but you bring in a camera um and film mm-hmm. it, and it's now producing pornography. that is legal right. right so why is why is it illegal to do it without what? a camera? and then suddenly it's legal if there's a camera in the room and you're selling the video. So right there is just like contradicting yeah understanding of of what this type of work is there. I guess I wouldn't. So, have and even that's everywhere. About that. That's yeah. all over, like uh, legalities surrounding sex work. Right. All kinds of weird, fucking, contradictory, finicky things like that. So it's impossible yeah, and- to navigate, quite frankly. So most sex mm-hmm. workers just choose to just not, right. not try, and just like mm-hmm. try to be under the radar. That's
0: why. Right. Yeah. And do you think? Do you think maybe that's why people? And I mean that that's why a lot of people are maybe prudish to sex work because it is hidden it's like a hidden world a little bit because sex workers are so afraid to to actually like do it in the open so then to be visible so it's like that idea of like because they you felt this one this way people felt this way so the people doing the work now are going under the radar but then that tricks the people who were afraid into being like well now it's even worse because it's this unspoken thing so that, that's a that negative they
1: don't know a sex worker like i guarantee that everybody knows a sex worker knows yeah. some somebody doing some type of sex work and I people mean, it don't realize like a great- that
0: yeah, it sounds like a lucrative business, if I'm being honest. It can like, be. It can also really not
1: be. Sex work is hard right. work. Not only is sex work mm-hmm. work, like, sex work is real work. Yes, of course. Sex work is hard work.
0: <laughs> yeah. Because do you have to... So, okay, so here, a question. And sure. Tell me, I don't know if this is too far, but do when you have, like, a, cu- a customer and you're providing a service, mm-hmm. do they... Is it like you have to... Almost like acting or something, right? You, are you putting on something for them or is it all controlled by you? Like, can they be like, I want this kind of feeling for my for my evening with you or, or whatever? And do you have more control or does a client have some control? Ideally, it's a collaboration, I think. Everybody right.
1: operates, you know, however they want to practice their craft, mm-hmm. like however they want to do their sex work, totally subjective and up to them. And right. that's the great part about it. You can kind of do what you want. Um, In my mind, like for the way I practice, it's very much like a collaboration. I'm like, here are the things that I enjoy to do. Here's essentially like on my green list on my like Mm -hmm. traffic light. Like these are all the services I enjoy providing. Um, You let me know what you're thinking. Um, And it's very much a conversation rather than me just either me or Mm -hmm. the client dictating exactly what it's going to look like. It's like, no, it's more about an experience. Like, it's more about, Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, like, acting. It's kind of creative and, you know, it's life, baby. It's not like this very black and white kind of service. Mm -hmm. It's like, we're going to be together for an hour. What does that look like? You know, (laughs) we'll see when we get there. And, like, you know, we can kind of figure out some guidelines and figure out some things we like to do. But, you know, whatever this is something I tell to like people that have never seen like a dominatrix before. I'm like Mm -hmm. that very specific fantasy that you have in your head surrounding this one kink as Mm -hmm. much as possible. Try to just like, let that go because I'm not in your head. I'm not a mind reader and I'm a person too, and have a lot to contribute to this thing that we're going to like create together. So try and like be in the room with me and be open to like, me being there with you like Mm -hmm. me collaborating and and putting an input etc etc so that's kind of how I like to approach it
0: okay that's amazing I love that I love I mean as a comedian and uh, like writer collaborating is like the only like the best way to create any kind of work right yeah so I think that's I think that's beautiful I love that it's like yeah it is a collaboration it isn't one person being like especially when it comes to like an intimate act like sex where it's like Mm -hmm. You are two people and you are in a room together and you're being, it's not about one person or the other. It's about the togetherness of it, which I think is really lovely. Um yeah. When you were, when you, like, I guess, because your podcast is one of the, like, the bed post mm-hmm. is one of the, like, only sex positive in, is it one of the only sex positive podcasts or...
1: That exists? No, there's there's a lot no. of sex and sexuality podcasts. Um,
0: but in in Toronto, right? You're, you're like the Bedpost Show is one of the it's only. A, it's sex... one yeah. of them.
1: Yeah, it's one of mm-hmm. them. Um, the Dildorks is another fantastic sex podcast right. um, that's based here in Toronto. Um, oh, wow. Also, I mean, I. I've been thankful to be featured on, like, lovely podcasts like yours. Um, so even though it's not a sex podcast, you know, people... Yes. I, I'm very grateful that people kind of welcome me on to talk about sex, sex sex work, sexuality, all that kind of stuff, kink and polyamory and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So, like, I was on Liquid Courage, um, which is a great yeah. podcast. Amanda. Uh, yeah, Amanda's she's actually a really great interviewer. Like I, I know, really I believe it. I appreciate her... Um, yeah, perspective was another one I was on, the perspective podcast. Is okay, just yeah, like, I've heard,
0: I've known that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, there's a lot of
1: great podcasts that, um, aren't necessarily sex-sexuality-based, but they are sex-positive, because mm-hmm. look at me, I'm a guest yeah. on them. So they're, they're sex-positive in that they're, like they want to encourage open conversations surrounding sex and sexuality. So I think there are a lot of sex positive podcasts. I think so.
0: Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important to like have these open conversations about things. And I guess for me too, I was like, Oh, I'm excited to have Aaron on because I don't know a lot of, like I said, I don't, I don't know or understand this world very well and I want to understand it more because I think it's important and it's important to know what's going on and how we can protect sex workers as well and mm-hmm. being being there and being open to that, dialogue is awesome and I think it's wonderful what you do and I think we need more people who are sex positive who are willing to like be open and you're so warm and like welcoming too but you are you are you're so warm and welcoming it doesn't feel like I'm not like you know you don't feel like sometimes when people have a thing or a niche or like something they want to like really educate people on it can be really like tough and like they're pushing their point of view on you. Right. But with you, it's like very much, it's just an open conversation and you feel safe with you, which I think is your whole thing too. It's like a safe, safe environment is, is your idea. And when, when, when did you think like you were like, I want to talk more about sex positivity and, and, and educate more people on it.
1: I think, um, with my own story with shame, Like we mentioned, Mm -hmm. like, um, my own story with just how, um, you know, how my relationship with my own sexuality changed over time, Mm -hmm. um, made me think that it was important specifically, like if I look back to myself as a young adult would have been a great thing to kind of have around to encourage Mm -hmm. my, my own relationship with myself, Um, the, just to kind of get some of that sex positive vocabulary, um, Mm -hmm. you know, swirling about my head, like just to be exposed to all the different possibilities that are out there, Mm -hmm. all the different ways people connect to sex, um, and -hmm. themselves and like even just important information and learning about other experiences with, like, you know, dating, relationships, mm-hmm. love, all that kind of stuff, like, is very valuable stuff to learn when you're a young adult. And I grew up in the Catholic school system, so I didn't have any of that. Sex ed was, right. here are your genitals. This this is what it's all called. Um, yep. It was anatomy. That was it. And yep. learning about sex is so much more than that. And I just think mm-hmm. that... Um, Actually, recently I put out a call. I was like, I really would, I really like to think that I have a lot of young listeners out there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: cause I really have you in mind when I'm like curating my episodes. So please, by all means, yeah. reach out. And I had somebody reach out and they're like, Hey, I started listening when I was 20 and I'm 22 now. And I just want to let you know, like, how vital, you know, your podcast was for me in learning about sex. Yeah. Because same with her, she was like, I didn't learn shit in school and you're just mm-hmm. kind of stumbling around. Um, your yep. parents are awkward to talk to you about it. Yeah, so you really just tell left? <laughs> Nobody wants to tell you anything. So you're just wondering. Nobody wants to tell you? Nobody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was that was a lot of the impetus behind yeah. starting the podcast for sure. Which
0: is amazing. Which is so wonderful and I think it is so important that a young like a younger Uh, audience listens to things like this that are sex positive and that are very educational and more like this thing you're feeling other people feel it as well because that's also something i've noticed growing like getting older too is i don't i think for a long time when i was younger i was like i must be the only person that thinks this thing or likes i'm the only gay in the village i'm the only gay here and that's wrong and i'm the different one and then finding out later on that so many people have had the exact same thoughts, the exact same experience is so, was so wild to me. I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm not alone. I'm, I'm here. And there's other people that have experienced the same thing. And it, it, it feels so like, like, I guess rewarding to find out that other people think the way you do. It is validating. Yeah. And it's like, for me,
1: it was like with me being a slut, like I was getting, Mm -hmm. I want to be slutty. Like, you know, from being a young yeah. adult forward, I wanted to be super slutty, and mm-hmm. everything was telling me that was wrong. Everything, mm-hmm. everywhere I looked, every person, every bit of media was telling me that was wrong. That there was something yeah. wrong with me, and that was something I needed to suppress. So, right there, yeah,
0: like well, not you're told even from getting an early into- age.
1: Yeah, especially yeah, if you have a religious background like I did. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Yeah. And I like I grew up in the Catholic church, like not in the Catholic school system or anything, but like Catholic. I mean, my parents were not really practicing anymore. <laughs> it was that it was always just like my parents were like, we did this, so you'll do it, too. Yeah. Um, but there is that like Catholic guilt and that Catholic shame of like having any kind of sexual and you're taught also in like media that like having multiple partners or sleeping around is such a negative thing. And then you grow up and you go, but everyone does it. <laughs> like everyone has like it's a lot of dating. Like, it's <laughs> called dating. Like, and it's just, it's, <laughs> Who it's knew? what you do. Who knew? Yeah. Right.
1: Like, and you can even so, have multiple partners at once. And if yes. everybody's on the same page with it, then it's cool. Like you can, of course, you can have it like, mm-hmm. it, You know, yeah, it was just a lot of messaging that I really had Mm -hmm. to work at undoing. Like, even like my family also wasn't like the most strict um, Catholic practicing family, but Mm -hmm. just so much subliminal messaging through everything. Um, As I said before, like kind of the public miasma surrounding sex and sexuality mm-hmm. is religious based and it's misogynistic yep. and like that all that stuff just you're like a sponge when you're, you're a young adult right you're just yeah and you take everything up, in so. and
0: and even things that people might not realize that you are listening to like taking in those like you hear it from people like saying like oh well she's she's wearing a tube top uh oh like she's she's asking for it or whatever and you're like no she just wants to wear a tube top like, <laughs> it's literally just, just a tube top just a tube top like my <laughs> god it's just a piece of clothing it means yeah. nothing it says nothing like it is it is interesting like in growing older like getting older and being like oh yeah like cuz for the longest time too for me anyway like I came out when I was twenty six, so then I didn't understand. I was like, I'm a lesbian, and that's it, and that's what I know, and that's how it is. Uh, and then you like go through life, and you're like, well, I don't know if like les like if I like how I feel about my gender or my sexuality. And then I mean, obviously, I'm I'm like only, like I know for me, I only sleep with women. My girlfriend now, she's who I sleep with, and I know for me that I've I've like got friends who are like polyamorous as well. And I am like, I applaud everyone because I don't think I could do it because I think for me personally, I was like, I get so like confused. <laughs> like, I don't it know. can't be co- confusing. Like, I like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think for me, I would get so overwhelmed immediately and that's just for me. And then I, I'm yeah, always so impressed.
1: But again, when people it's have like multiple partners. Yeah. No one is asking you to. You know, exactly right once again, it's like you can respect a thing and be cool with a thing, somebody else doing the thing, Mm -hmm. and not have to feel like it's you know, some sort of a front to the way you are living your life. It's like people can do what they want, you know, yes, let everyone be themselves, literally nothing to do with you, (laughs) like
0: exactly right. That's that's the wild thing is when people like get uppity about stuff, and I'm like, but it's not your life, let people live their life the way they want to live it if they're happy and everyone is safe and well well, then who gives a shit? Yeah, like, like why are a bunch cares? of
1: straight white cis men deciding what happens to gay people, to trans people, to non-binary people, to sex workers, to marginalized people? Like, why Why do they have anything to do with our lives? Like, they are literally so far removed from our lives. No like, so, it's But just... I think it's
0: because they can't control our lives. I think that's what it is a lot of times, is those straight cis male, like who are trying to have a say in what queer or trans or non-binary or polyamorous folk want is that they're like, but this goes against what I want. And it's, it's selfishness. It's making it about themselves as opposed to being like, well, that's just not for me, but you, you do you, you know, like you have a happy life and that's great. Uh, yep. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like that judgment and like that, control it's like how men hate lesbians or women who sleep with women because they're like well but you want you should want to sleep with men that's what you should want and it's like but that's not what I want so <laughs> fuck off and wire. yeah Just like fuck off.
1: so fuck Just off fuck get fuck away off. from me
0: sir okay. <laughs> like I don't uh... so yeah it's so interesting it's really like it is such a and I find now too in the world we're in now it is like especially with the younger generation I find, More people being themselves and just saying no. This is who I am, and this is what I want, and this is how I identify. And it's none of your business. It's my life. So it's like that Bon Jovi song. It's my life. (laughs) You know. I was thinking of
1: not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I was thinking that. I was thinking that. (laughs) It's my life. Life. That song. It's now or never. Okay.
0: Nothing's gonna last forever. <laughs> okay, <good.
1: laughs>
0: I got it. But it, yeah, it is. It is really nice to see now too. A lot of shows um, supporting different gender identities, different sexualities. Like, I even think about, like, Schitt's Creek and them winning the Emmy. Uh, And this whole last season, It's Dan Levy's character is um, pansexual, which is something that people get confused by a lot, um, where it's like, no, people... Like, his wonderful wine speech of, like, sometimes I want red, sometimes I want white, sometimes I want rosé. A Zinfidel. It's like, it's a Zinfidel. That's it, you know?
1: And I love how he said... um, he also said, like, I'm not so concerned with this, what's on the label of the bottle. I'm concerned yes. about the wine. What, the the wine, wine inside.
0: The wine inside is what's important. Yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is like labels for me. I mean, I know labels are important because. Oh, yeah. They can serve people for they sure. They can serve people. But then sometimes I'm like, I just like for me personally, I'm always like, I'm just me. And let let people be themselves. <laughs> let yeah. people be themselves. And yeah. I don't know. Maybe instance, it is just like. That Today is,
1: uh, today's by bi- visibility day. Um, and this w- whole week was by bi- visibility yes. week. Yeah, so yes. So I'm, I'm almost 40. So I identify as bi. <laughs> Amazing. Like, meaning <laughs> Meaning that like. I, I take on pan now, but um, for I've right. I've identified as bi, like, since mm-hmm. I was a young adult, because that was the word that was available to me at the time. Yes. Um, so I still use bi. I use, I say I'm bi and pan. Um, mm-hmm. But um, e- even that, I kind of, I kind of struggle with. Mm-hmm. Um, even being almost 40 and like, because it's <laughs> like, you know, it's like, by visibility day, I'm like, what do I want to say? You know, because I'm I'm a mm-hmm. social media um, influencer. I don't know if you're, yes, um but you <laughs> are. You know, I'm, but I'm trying to be like introspective yes, like, about it, 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 by visibility course. day. I'm like, what do I have to say about about being by? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it comes with its own kind of list of yes miss and and misconceptions mm-hmm. and stigmas and stuff like that yeah right? of course um but yeah for me and we, by- we,
0: again it's like media taught us that too right like media taught us like i even want like i just sorry to interrupt but i just started nope. watching the l word for the first time oh, with my partner yes. jill was jill was like you have you have to watch the l word and i was like and she was like, why have you waited so long? And I was like, honestly, I think because I was closeted for so long is the shame of like watching a sexual show about women. And I was like, this can't be I shouldn't be watching this And because right. I feel like I tried to watch it in university. But then there's even like it's still problematic in terms of like there's one bisexual character. and They're like, are you just going to choose dick or pussy now? And you're like, but that's not <laughs> that's not what it means. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. But for so long, as a queer person, you were taught that like it was like uh, if you're dating a bi woman, they're gonna leave you for a man, or they're gonna leave you know like, and it's like Mm -hmm. no, that's not it. It's about the person. So I just yeah. Anyway, I just had to say that.
1: (laughs) I'm sure parts of that show have not aged well.
0: (laughs) Oh no! Apparently, there's like very very transphobic too, uh, yes, apparently. Yes,
1: specifically with that. Yeah. yeah. It had some potential with that Max character, Max, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I'm only on season 1, so <laughs> Okay.
1: Well, look look forward to Max. Um but yeah. I mean at the time though, I'm sure that was like so important. Right? Of course, to have yeah. to for anybody to see themselves on in popular mm-hmm. media is so important, right? So yeah, again, course. even if they got even you know however old it is maybe 15 years at this point or or yeah 2004 yeah Yeah, so yeah (sighs) time flies um
0: time flies
1: (laughs) you know i'm sure even at the time they were getting a some things wrong but but Mm -hmm. still it's just so important to
0: oh absolutely have
1: some sort of queer media
0: have any kind of queer media but watching it i'm like it's very much through the male gaze a little bit too like but yeah, I, way I don't they know talk the writers and, and, and
1: the directors if they're me either. They're but I just like,
0: not. yeah, it's even like their whole idea where they keep being like, "Are her fingernails long? Then she's not gay." <laughs> you're, you're like, right, what? You're right. What does that even mean? <laughs> Why are we focusing on the fingernails and the boots?
1: I have to tell you for sure um, that all almost all sex workers have long nails and almost all sex workers are all gay.
0: Yes. I'm like, let people have nails. Like, let yeah. them have nails. Just be careful with them. Let people
1: have... We know how to use the pads of our fingers. Come on. Yes. Give me a break. Come
0: on. <laughs> Oh, my God. And it, like, it's so interesting to like thinking about like, because you said you wrote erotic fiction. Right? I
1: did. Yeah, I kind of, I do. I mean, I do still. You still do? Yeah, oh, that's
0: so fun. That's cool. I uh, see when I, I when I was were living in Sackville, New Brunswick, we would buy those like Christian romance novels. But they oh, were like yeah. they were supposed to be like sex novels. We were like, is it? And one was called The Bluegrass Hero. And we read it out loud <laughs> to each other. Love every it. night it was so like i was like this isn't a sex novel <laughs> you're saying this is a sex novel and it is absolutely not it's <laughs> it's about a bluegrass like it's about a farm hand boy but who, the like,
1: undertones trisha the undertones the were there sexual yeah sexual undertones yeah i'm so like you, that's funny that you're saying saying it out loud because something that I've kind of pivoted over to is, like, doing audio erotica. So, like, I'd be, you know, I'd, like, write my stories but then record audio versions of them Mm -hmm. and, like, do, like, scoring for them and stuff like that.
0: Oh, wow.
1: But uh, something that, since you're an improviser, you might be interested in. You're also a musical improviser. Yes. Um, But recently I've been... Um, just kind of getting a premise in my head and then just improvising an erotica, f- erotic fiction story. Cool. audio erotica. So I'm just like improvising a story into a mic mm-hmm. for like 15 minutes or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this is like, first of all, it takes a lot less time. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but also yeah, improvise, they, end
1: up, baby. They, they end up being pretty good. Like I'm, well, I'm, yeah, I'm really because... quite impressed with myself. I'm like, this is still it... okay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, improv is based on truth and experience. So if you have the experience, why not? Right.
1: (laughs) That's amazing. To speak my truth.
0: Of course. That's so amazing. And also like, again, with like the sex positivity of bringing like, uh, having that available for people to listen to is amazing. I think it's awesome. It's on my Patreon. Check it
1: out. Is it? Sweet. Get the Patreon. Patreon.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Because like, how do you like, I don't know. I like as a young person, obviously watched porn. I think everyone has. I also was that Um, young person. Yes. uh, And you watch porn and like, I'm like, I don't like none of this is real.
1: (laughs) But it is, though, because it's two people having sex.
0: It is people having sex, but also at the same time, like the way they set things up sometimes. I'm like, this isn't this doesn't feel Right. (laughs) Like I don't know if it like if it's because it's two people like trying to be sexy and like having sex. I'm like I yes. don't think this is this is the like yeah I just I oh, know porn is funny to me. Uh, I like some porn is
1: <laughs> should be is like you can't even make a parody of it because it is already a parody of itself in a way. You know what I mean?
0: Like, yes, exactly. <laughs> I've always said that I was like I would. I would I think people always ask the question, they're like, Would you do a porn? I was like, I don't know if I would be in a porn, but I would one thousand percent direct one. Nice. And I was like I would write one and I was like, it would be the most Just really elaborate, very well shot, uh, very good porn. I want to see a really, like, every porn that you see now is, like, cheap, looks cheap, you know?
1: Yeah, let's get some cinematic uh, like production. Let's get some some
0: cinematic, something that we can, like, you can watch and be like, wow, this is really well done. This is beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Beautiful cinematography actually the, someone the that shots. i work
1: with is very much like that casey bolin um mm-hmm. her uh her porn is fantastic i've had the pleasure of shooting with her a bunch
0: oh. and anytime
1: i like collaborate on a video with her mm-hmm. like i'm i'm so impressed like yeah honestly <laughs> the shit that i shoot is just does not compare because like i show up and it's like there's a boom there's a boom mic. Oh my boom god. Boom mic. Um get that sound like quality. Three different cameras. Um uh-huh. like one time we shot with like like actual mics on us, like clip mics on us. I'm like, "Oh, this is
0: like a serious like film." Wait, did you shoot. say cl- did you say clip or clip mics? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think I said? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> cuz i then i was trying to clip cuz clip. Clip. i was like how would you get it in there <laughs> like it must be the the tiniest microphone
1: i mean or we just we have big clips
0: that's possible or too. a huge but, yeah huge huge they can hide the clip yeah uh, but i feel I mean,
1: like- in, some independent creators are really doing the thing when it comes to porn. Like yeah, they are really that's making good. it beautiful, like gorgeous. Because I think, so.
0: I think a lot of the time too, because porn gets a bad rap because it looks so cheap and that, it's like that yes. cheap music and it's like cheaply shot and you're Cheesy like, music. I, I'm yeah. like, I like, it's not cause then it feels, it feels cheap. And it feels like I don't which can know. be a
1: cool aesthetic if it's which like self aware, cool. you know? Yes, like,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes. Self aware is different than I'm trying hard to make a really good porno- pornography film, and it is bad. <laughs> yes, I remember my friend Tom Hearn and I. Uh, I'm Love sure to be telling this. Oh, Tom! I'm sure. I, I want to
1: hear it. I want to hear it now. I'm
0: sure. Uh, we we were living. He was living in my room, and we were watching movies, and we had seen this. That the best it was like the number we number one porn was called Pirates. I think have you seen Pirates? <laughs> no. So it was apparently the mo- the number one like porn movie, and we were like, well, we gotta put it on and see what's up. <laughs> and we watched maybe like twenty minutes. And we were like, this is so bad. And I feel like we just talked about how we would ma- we could make it better, like directing it.
1: Love it. Oh no, it's- <laughs> and like. It-
0: know yeah, it's funny
1: since you mentioned directing that you're interested in directing i have the opportunity um since i do like skype sessions with people mm-hmm. um i have a client that the next time we're going to do a skype session together he's going to have a partner there with him in the room oh. and i'm going to be like live directing <gasps> the scene like a live you know what i mean like on on like Live to action, yeah. baby! Directing Live the scene, action. I'm like, oh my god, it's my like porn directing debut. Like, You're huge! It's not going to be recorded, but like, it is going to be Still very that experience.
0: Like, it's experience. I- I'm going to be moving the little <laughs> chess pieces around. And, yeah, like,
1: I'm so excited.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. I mean, that's uh, that's awesome. Like, that's so cool. Uh, yeah, I really think I really think I could direct a good porn. I think because I, <laughs> I would make it too. about. I think I would make it about the the people in it, and like really build the characters, and make love you it. like really like them, and want to see them have a nice time. <laughs>
1: you want to see them have a nice time.
0: It'd just be the the gentlest, the gentlest of films, the softest, too. Okay. Of the porns. softest of porns, just making love. <laughs> Boys to men softly playing in the background. Oh, Candles on? everywhere. Pro- I'll make love to you, obviously.
1: Oh, okay. I was thinking let it snow. Let it snow oh. is their version of let it snow.
0: Okay, it's well we so can make the- this will be the porn version of a Hallmark movie then. <laughs> Great. A Hallmark Do you think there is a ver- Do you think there is a Hallmark porn mo- like Christmas movie yet? Like somebody who's parodying a Hallmark movie in a porn? Like is this I'm something sure we should is. jump on?
1: Everything has happened in porn, honestly. It's true. It's you can't true. think of anything new that's happened in And it porn.
0: happens so fast. Like, I find, like, a show comes out. Oh, and, and then, then the all parody of a sudden, is, like, The parody there. is, like, boom. And you're like, how did you know it was coming? How did you know? How did you know it was coming out? Like, well, I don't understand. professionals.
1: They always know when it's coming. It's true.
0: It's true. <laughs> that is that is it. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh, I love it! No, please, never, never apologize. (laughs) There are no apologies on this podcast ever. (laughs) I'm here for it. I'm here for the jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it! It's so fun. Oh my goodness, what's next? Like, what's next for you? Like, are you are are you doing? Do you have anything fun coming up? Or Um,
1: I mean, right now. Uh, so I haven't been doing in-person work this whole time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, eight months or whatever the hell it's been. So actually (laughs) in like a week, I'm going to do three days worth of in-person appointments. Whoa. Um, how does that
0: work in COVID times? What is it? (laughs) What's the protocol?
1: The protocol is that they're mask mandatory for both myself and the Mm -hmm. client. Um, temperatures are, you know, getting yep. checked. Um,
0: Are you getting COVID tests too?
1: Um, I, I actually didn't, and um, we're just doing the temperature thing. But what yep, I'm doing, like on my end, to ensure I'm not endangering anybody, like in my life, is basically I'm going to isolate for a week after. So that's why we're kind of like, okay, well, it could work like if you do three, a cluster of three days, Mm -hmm. and then you're by yourself for a week after and see how that goes. So a a couple months ago, that was the plan that I would work like three days a month, a cluster of Mm -hmm. three days a month. But now... Um, the Toronto numbers are going back up, so it's very funny yeah. that I haven't done anything in eight months. I'm going to do these three days, and then I'm probably going to have to stop again. Like almost certainly well, not going to do it until like next spring again. Yeah. So Crazy. it is what it is. I'm going to these appointments. Like, I'm going to make mm-hmm. a little bit of money and do that again and be able to play with the people who have literally paid for these Mm -hmm. sessions since like the beginning of the year so I'm glad I can just even do this a small amount of people that have been waiting so very patiently for me to get back to work so at least I can do that and then you know what I Mm -hmm. probably won't be able to do it going forward after that
0: it's so hard and especially (laughs) in like an industry where it is so intimate it's like yeah you have to be extra careful but you know, we all got to work. We all got to do our stuff. gonna Yeah. Gotta happen.
1: I, I talked to a friend of mine who's in public health and he's specifically curating, um, mm-hmm. a bunch of literature on like sex and COVID, like safer sex right. and COVID together. So we had like some conversations and he's like, mm. uh, you know, we talked about like very specifically what mm-hmm. I do in my job. And he's like, to tell you the truth, it's like, pretty low risk with all these precautions that you're going to be taking it's yeah. fairly low risk yeah so well, mostly if you gave you have me a lot of confidence on. about it yeah masks yeah. i'm gonna be wearing gloves too um oh, i stay completely fully um dressed uh, so it's and it's just me and one person in a room for an hour yep. like yeah it's, it's fine fairly low risk you know
0: yeah
1: i'll just make sure to like clean really
0: yep sanitize
1: (laughs) fucking do my but that's that's all shit that sex workers do anyways you know like we we know how to power wash a room after we use it Mm -hmm. like um and we know all about ppe like we know Mm -hmm. you know especially full service sex workers it's like i know how to get a person to wear something that's going to protect me
0: yeah, I course. know how to do
1: that. That's like something that I have to do all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think we're more prepared than most people are, as yeah. far as like being safe surrounding COVID.
0: Right. Well, and you and that in and, and that kind of work too. I guess you would have to like be extra safe and know know how to protect yourself because it it could like because your body I mean, is your livelihood. Yeah, exactly.
1: So that's number one, baby. Is Mm -hmm. to protect your health, your own personal health.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's awesome. I think that's. So we'll see how that goes. I'm excited to do it.
1: I'm nervous at the same time, but
0: of course, it's everything right now is such a like day to day thing, and also we're all in a new world. Everything is different. It's even like I mean, it's not as intimate, but like doing shows at Second City right now, it is every day. We're like, some days we're like everything's great, and then other days we're like we're a bit nervous, so anxious.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, when you think about it, like every, you know, going back to any sort of in-person work, no matter what Mm -hmm. your job, you, you know, there is some risk involved, right? And you're just doing your best to mitigate that risk, both for the clients, the customers and for yourself. Mm -hmm. So what I do is arguably a lot safer than a lot of other people's jobs um, that they are going back to and have been back to or possibly have never taken a break from this Mm -hmm. whole time. So yeah. I mean, we're all in this together. We all have to get back to work at some point. Yeah, um, and we true. all just kind of have to do our best, you know, and do what's yeah. comfortable for us. So,
0: well, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, Aaron, at the end of the podcast, I always do like a lightning round of fun, dumb <laughs> questions. I love it. Do you want to do some with me? I would love to. Sounds like <laughs> amazing. Fun. Yeah. it's a, They're very silly. Uh, okay. Uh, first question What's your biggest party fail? like your biggest party. fail at a party <laughs> oh
1: my god this happened recently actually it may or may not be my biggest but it's my the I one it. I think of first yeah I had lost my engagement bee which is a bumblebee that um her wasn't even it's my wedding bee actually okay. uh, we didn't do rings um mm-hmm. for our wedding ceremony but right. I wanted to have something so we got this like little wooden bee um because it was, like, on this kind of dollar store ring. So mm-hmm. I was like, I want to actually wear this bee, though. And so I got it done, like, and put it on a really nice necklace. Mm-hmm. So I lost the necklace. I was oh, no. looking for it everywhere. Um yeah. For, like, maybe three weeks it was gone. And, like, I was still <laughs> kind of hoping it was somewhere. Um But I just mm-hmm. felt so fucking bad that I lost my wedding bee right so uh we had a party
0: <laughs> and my yeah.
1: friend Mallory found the bee like oh. in like a couch cushion oh. like in the couch somewhere <laughs> yeah found it to me and I was so <laughs> drunk oh, no. I just started crying <laughs> and I could not I could oh, yeah. not stop crying I was it like is
0: significant like, value of course and,
1: and like we went out to like the balconies, like to give me a bit of privacy, I guess. <laughs> but like, Ma- I-, I contacted her later. I'm like, Mallory, I honestly was so drunk. I don't know if I was crying on you for like a minute or an hour. And she's like, yeah. it was closer to an hour.
0: <laughs> oh my god but i don't know when you when you lose something that's so significant like to such a significant thing in your life of course it's upsetting when you think you lost it but then also just sobbing (laughs) my bee my wedding bee oh my
1: god and i think i wasn't like letting myself really feel that it was gone yet i so i hadn't Mm. like expressed that Deep, deep sadness. Like if I actually right. could lose it, So I think that just like the relief of it, but also mm-hmm. all of that of oh my gosh, I I lost my wedding ring. Like I almost yeah. fucking lost my wedding
0: ring. Oh like, my god! It all came to
1: a head. So yeah, I'm so gonna go with crazy.
0: that. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. That's, I mean, I feel like we've all had those party moments where we just start sobbing for no reason whatsoever. I hope we're so drunk that we're alone. like. Oh, y'all, absolutely. I cry so much when I'm drunk. I cry a, a lot when I'm drunk. Because I feel like it's like you're vulnerable, you're open, and you're like, yeah, I, know, I, I need to cry. You need to cry And also sometimes. I need to cry. Yep. <laughs> we need to cry. It's okay to cry. It's just not at so a party. It's okay. That <laughs> you're
1: hosting.
0: <laughs> 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 that you have to leave for an hour. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh. Where is Aaron? Oh, my God. Where's Aaron? She found
0: her wedding beam. She
1: was <laughs> <laughs> an absolute mess.
0: <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Okay. If you could travel anywhere in the world right now, where would you travel?
1: Oh, my God. I mean, this is not happening <laughs> anytime soon. No, no. Um, if, if we
0: were in a non-COVID world and you could go anywhere you wanted right now, where would you go?
1: Oh, boy. I'd go. I'd love to go back to Portugal. Um, mm-hmm. Philippe Damas, who I'm sure you 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 know very well, um, on our honeymoon we stayed in like his parents' like place, oh. and it was so generous of him. And we were only there for four days, I think. And oh my god, it was not enough time. Like the weather wasn't mm-hmm. that great, and the right. place was so it was like on this beach. It was absolutely
0: mind-blowingly
1: mm-hmm. incredible. And like I, I would imagine. give I've anything Portugal's to go back It's insanely beautiful. And I just wasn't there quite long enough. And the weather kind of wasn't timed well. And I'm like, oh, my God, I would give anything, honestly, to go back there.
0: Yeah, amazing. (sighs) Yeah, I would love to go to Portugal, too. I've never really traveled a lot. And I think now during COVID, I go, I need to go places. (laughs) I need to see the world before it's over.
1: (laughs) Yeah, before we just can't anymore. Before
0: we can't anymore. Before we're not allowed to go anywhere.
1: Yeah. Ever. Oh, my God. Honestly. They'll just shut down (laughs) flight. Like, you will not be able to fly. Yeah. Uh, So stupid. There was was an an article recently that came out that was like, oh, breaking news. You can catch COVID on an airplane. It was like. You're like, yeah, no shit. thought that you
0: couldn't. What? (laughs) Every time I go on a plane, I get sick.
1: It came out like (laughs) yesterday. It was like breaking news. I'm like.
0: What? What? We've known this forever. Literally way before
1: COVID even existed.
0: Was it blog TO? Because I feel like It was probably. Or Vice, yeah. (laughs) Or (laughs) vice. Shit. Oh my God. Okay. This is a question off the top of my head. If you could be in any kind of porn. Mm-hmm. What would be your like ideal situation? Like set it up for me. Like what music could be playing? What would the situation be? You said you've been improvising a lot of erotica, so I want I want to hear a little bit <laughs> putting you okay. on the spot.
1: <laughs> Let It Snow is playing softly in the background. Yes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, what sex act could snow be related to? I guess I know, a right? snowball. Snowball, right?
0: There you go. And I there know what go.
1: It's Good. Okay, we're on the same page then. So, yeah, <laughs> let it snow, and I think snowball okay. is the thing. So it's some sort of, like, yeah, fluids porn for sure. Okay, okay. Yes, and I think – um, It's definitely, I mean, costuming, setting. It's Mm -hmm. like there's a Christmas tree. Absolutely. It's like this beautiful warm. Fireplace. Oh, oh, yeah, fireplace. It's for
0: sure going to happen on like a bearskin rug. (laughs)
1: 100%. 100%. Um, And And in the middle of it,
0: the door bursts open (laughs) and snow comes flying in. (gasps) And there's a man on a dog sled with a dog sled team. And he's come, he's come to help with the power, (laughs) with the, get the power back on.
1: That's why we were using the fireplace, you see. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So there's an elaborate backstory of like, oh no, we're out of power, but also it's it's Christmas and like no repairmen are working and what are we going to do? And then there's like a white knight kind of thing that happens halfway through, snow rushing in, and then, like, somebody comes somewhere, and we're passing it from mouth to mouth, Mm -hmm. baby. (laughs) Let it snow.
0: God. What a horrific porn. It was just the passing it mouth to mouth that really got me. (laughs) I know. I saw you recoil. I was like... (laughs) oh too far okay <laughs> no never too far just i will be shocked probably I, I feel like i'll be shocked with anything i'll be like oh that's a thing that,
1: that's just your face when you watch porn it's just a, <gasps> oh mouth oh my
0: gosh oh they? they you can do that they're doing sex. Oh. They're doing the sex. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is that? Although, I did one time is... watch a porn, and it was it was a really fun... It was whatever. I forget what it was. But at the end, they did something that I did not see coming whatsoever, and I almost threw up.
1: <laughs> oh, that's happened to me. Yeah. I'm like, why almost would you throw, uh... throw something in out of left field? Like... I've know what? I've learned this actually through making porn, that you've got Mm -hmm. to like either stick with like very few ideas or very few kinks because you can't really surprise somebody like... If it's a porn for general consumption, like a custom thing is Mm -hmm. is a whole different thing. But when you're creating this like general, you know, view, general audience kind Mm -hmm. of porn, you really only have to work with like, you have to be very narrow in the things Mm -hmm. that you're doing in there for that reason. Because I've been that person as a viewer where I'm like, suddenly something comes in that is totally out of nowhere. And I'm like, that is a hard limit for me as a watcher. That is a yeah. hard limit for me,
0: you know? And I I'm think like, I that... threw my phone. I was like, no.
1: I was that, like, I, like, I'm not in it. For me, it like disturbed me. I was like, I couldn't get the image out of my head forever. And like, Same. as a porn, porn creator, I would never, ever, ever want to like trigger someone, essentially, right? Like, yeah. That and is... also, like, it, like oh, after shit. I saw it
0: too, all I couldn't think, I couldn't think about anything else. And I was like, having sex for a little <laughs> while after that was difficult. Because it just popped into my brain and I was like, I can't do this. I I can't do this anymore. I feel like I felt disgusting, which was like, which, which sucked because I was like, I shouldn't feel disgusting. But I was like, it's that feeling of being man. and (laughs) again,
1: like different strokes for different folks. Like not to say any one act is like disgusting and other ones are not, but just in the curation of a video, you might Mm -hmm. want to take
0: that into (laughs) Yeah. Like you're go- if you're going one way, I don't I don't want it to go shift a completely different way, and then maybe be like, well, this isn't what I expected. This is
1: not what I clicked on. You know, you want to give them what they're <laughs> what they're clicking on, basically. Yeah, and that's just give it. me
0: the simple. I want simple. If you want to give uh, another thing,
1: like you can cut out that part and put it in a yeah. new.
0: Put sell it, it as a,
1: just a two minute clip somewhere else. Does like do that,
0: just, just, and then call
1: it what it is.
0: Yes, on the other yes. thing, the, you know, and then I I'll mean? I'll pass by it. I'll go not for me,
1: and then I'll be like, no, thank you. Yeah, no,
0: thank you, please. <laughs> I am okay with that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, I was like, and I, and then I felt shame, and I, I had to tell my girlfriend. I was like, I have to tell you this. I watched. This <laughs> she's tonight. like, do you have to? <laughs> she's like, she's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't. You don't. Need <laughs> and I was to like, like, I know, but I need you to know that it felt weird. <laughs> I felt really weird after. <laughs> I'm still feeling it. I still feel weird. <laughs> I still like thinking if about it now. Wondering. I'm like, Ugh. yeah. Uh,
1: honestly, yes. honestly.
0: Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> mom, don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> no.
1: Skip this one. No, Same skip thing. This one. You know, call it what it is, and then she will skip right yep, over. it. She will it, skip you know? right over it. Yep, she knows. There you
0: go. She knows. She knows when I go. Maybe you don't want to listen to this one. This is yeah. Um... So
1: respect that.
0: Yeah. Uh, bless her heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, and final question. Yes. Are you ready? Okay. So. so, ready. so Party is just a party's just ended. Kitchen party's over. Everyone's had a great time. We were loving it and you're leaving and you're like, "This is how I want to be remembered at the party." <laughs> just Not drop and do no. a death drop. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just full split.
0: Bam. Well, I mean, sure, that's <laughs> if awesome. If I could do
1: that, if I could do that, I would. Um, no, I'd probably be like, "What would, what do I like to be remembered for?" Um, I'd probably be like, I'd probably try to help clean up is the thing I would do. If I was sober enough and and the party was kind of wrapping up, I'd Mm -hmm. just get a recycling bag and just throw a bunch of cans in it real quick just to make a dent in it, like to help out. That's nice. Because that's, yeah, especially if I wasn't hosting the party, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I want, yeah. I want to be get remembered, ya. of course. That that I'm not disrespecting the, your apartment.
0: Absolutely,
1: <laughs> in this lovely endeavor, you know that absolutely <laughs> that I see you. That you're going to have to clean this up later. And clean
0: this whole thing, and uh, yeah. I'm here to and help a bit. And I appreciate
1: you. <laughs> hmm. And then also leave though, just like just like ten minutes of like tidying. (laughs) Then I've got. Of course, you
0: don't want to do much more than that. It's not my fucking
1: party. Fuck. No,
0: you didn't throw it. (laughs) You didn't throw this one. You (laughs) weren't crying at this one, so you're okay. Not that one. Well, Aaron, this has been lovely. What a lovely conversation! You're <laughs> such a delight. You're so Aww. wonderful, and you're very warm and very like kind. And it's just nice to actually That's like so sit sweet. down and chat with you for a while because I feel like I whenever I see you we're just at a show or something, and I
1: agree, I and agree. we never get
0: to hang out. Uh, and everyone can d- uh, download and subscribe to your podcast, the Bed Post Podcast, on any mm-hmm. and all wherever you get your podcast any and all that's that was a sentence that made all sense right a,
1: except even also
0: also or we're getting, and you can also sign up for uh, Aaron's patreon and get some improvised erotica which is really erotica. fun audio erotica i love that i love that so much that's amazing it's very silly well thank you so much for being here this was so lovely and i thank can't wait so to have you on again show. sometime i'm sure we'll talk Can't we'll wait. talk lots well uh, i'll have a new porn ready idea ready for you
1: <laughs> love it yeah give me an inspiration word and I'll, I'll give just, you an
0: inspiration
1: i'll just do an audio erotica just improvise
0: please great. please oh my gosh what a dream that's so fun it sounds so fun i'd be really I'm bad at it you heard the snow i said a guy open comes in with snow dogs so uh that's where snow- mine will go always snow dogs Snow Dogs uh, It's the new ver- It's the porn version Of that movie With um, What's his name uh, I don't even remember Paul Walker R.I.P. Paul Walker <laughs> R.I.P. R.I.P. Well thank you for being here It was nice Thanks to see Trisha. you Thanks Trisha okay, You too Bye Erin Pym everyone Oh my gosh What a lovely conversation uh, That was She's so wonderful So delightful So warm Makes you feel very safe Uh, which I've heard a lot from people who have guested on her podcast, The Bed Post Podcast, so you should check that out. Available on any podcasting app, wherever you get your podcasts, listen, it is wonderful. Uh, You can follow Erin on Twitter, at theladypim1, on Instagram, at thebedpostpodcast, and, you know, fight for sex workers, fight for sex work to be decriminalized. It is very important. And this episode, I learned a lot and I am more educated now on the facts. Uh, and I thank Aaron very much for uh, talking with me today. If you want to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at its underscore Trisha Black, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at One More Round Podcast or on Twitter at The One More Round. Uh, we have a Patreon account if you're like, hey, I want to help this podcast out and I want to help it grow exponentially. Um, you can do so by joining our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash it's Trisha black and you get Patreon exclusive material. And I am looking really hard to, to really beef that up. So if you're interested, check that out, it'd be really appreciated. Also, if you are like, I don't know if that's up for me. Um, Another way to support the pod is by leaving a rating or a review. Um, They are huge and they let people who may be passing through for an episode uh, what the podcast is all about and how people are enjoying it. So that helps us out a lot. Next week on the podcast, uh, it's a special guest because if I'm being honest with you and I will be transparent, uh, I haven't booked somebody yet. (laughs) So it's going to be a surprise to you and to me, but stay tuned because I know it's going to be a great, A great time. This was wonderful. I had such a delightful, delightful uh, episode. I'm really just thinking about it so much. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in once again. And no East Coast Kitchen Party is ever complete without a musical number to say goodbye. So what better way to end this episode of the podcast uh, with a song I wrote for Second City Toronto that I did perform live on stage uh, about cunnilingus. So enjoy we'll see you next week I don't listen to Tegan and Sarah and I don't own a cat I never use because I'm not a vegetarian. I'm labeled a bad lesbian. That's what they say. That I'm a bad lesbian. A bad lesbian. I'm just a bad little lesbian. But don't Because you will come.